This week's episode is brought to you by Dmitry Veselov's Triple Xmas Decorations. Let's get real. Your Christmas decorations are for babies. Oh, look at this snowman. He's so happy in permanent frozen state. Look at Santa. He has fat American belly. What a beautiful baby Jesus surrounded by immigrant parents. Typical boring decorations. Well, no more. Your friend Dmitry Veselov is just what you need to spice up your holiday tradition. Triple Xmas decorations. What you want, eh? You, you want to display tasteful snowman orgy? You have no idea how many places that carrot nose can go. H- how about some angels giving each other uh, titty twisters? No, no, you seem like hardcore type. How about Santa really riding his reindeer? We have all of that and more at triplexmiss.com. Search by fetish, a character, or price. Because you are a good friend of podcasts, enter MindGap at checkout to receive... Grinch themed sex toy for no charge. Dmitry Veselov's Triple Xmas decorations. It's time to get off on Christmas. Seshlevik Preznikov. This week's podcast is brought to you by Elephant and Castle, located at 185 North Wabash and 111 West Adams in Chicago, Illinois. Look, I know you're looking for that perfect English pub experience so you can grab some incredible drinks and tasty food. Elephant and Castle has you covered. They have excellent daily drink specials. Happy hour, Monday through Friday from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m., and some delicious food for you to chew on while you're watching some sports. So come on down to Elephant and Castle at 185 North Wabash or 111 West Adams in Chicago, Illinois, and tell them that MindGap sent you. What's up, loyal, lovely listeners? On this week's episode, Doug and I talk about the commercials we grew up with, as well as the sad state of advertising today. Then we talk about the really dumb things we used to do when we were kids, like melting crayons with a paperclip and batteries, and the genius-level plans we put into place to see softcore porn. We give our thoughts on the new Ghostbusters Afterlife movie trailer before Doug gives his impeccable and academic opinion on Frozen 2 and Martin Scorsese's three-and-a-half-hour monster of a movie known as The Irishman. So get under the covers, set your alarm for 2 a.m., and sneak out of bed to turn on Cinemax and maybe see some light nudity as we get crafty in episode 225 of Mind Gap Podcast. Mind Gap Podcast. Watched uh, just before we started some really bad, cringeworthy '90s commercials. Oh yeah, I'm surprised there wasn't a Taco Bell one on there. They had oh, Yo Quiero Taco Bell, yeah. the little Chihuahua. My yeah. God, I forgot about that yeah. dude. Oh my God. Yeah. That. Uh, yeah. Taco Bell. There were some real stinker, stinker commercials in the '90s. Oh, 100. percent And especially fast food companies, like some of the McDonald's ones were just fucking weird. Yeah. Some of the Taco Bell ones. Oh my God. One of my favorite things to do is to go back and look at old advertisements. Yeah. And just see like. Uh, I, I've seen some ones on Cracked that are, like, really bad. Oh, I can imagine, yeah. Uh, one of them was targeted uh, to uh, black people okay. uh, back in, like, I don't know, 60s or 70s. And it was so racist, like, subtly racist yeah. in a way of it's like, you know. Well, hey, it's they thought they were being subtly racist, but in reality it was overtly racist. It was just like, hey, you don't want to cook. Come on out here. You know what the best part is? You don't have to worry about tipping. It was just like, holy shit. What? Wow. I was like, oh, that's, man, that's real bad. That's so bad. Ghibli. 
Yeah. Ghibli. I was like, okie dokie. Yeah. You know? Uh, I remember, I think it was when they introduced the Mountain Dew Baja Blast. Mm -hmm. I remember a particularly cringeworthy commercial where they had, you know, the, (laughs) the effect that they used to love in the nineties where they like blew someone's face. Like it was like a, it would go from a regular camera angle Mm -hmm. to like a super fish eye. And then back. You hate that shit. I hate that shit. You hate any sort of dysmorphic things that happen to bodies. Especially in video games. Yes. But if it happens in film, I'm not a fan of it. Yeah. And it was, I was, I remember watching it going, no, I don't want this. Yeah. I don't want it. Well, I just, I liked Baja Blast, but I don't want the commercial. It's just, you know, we were talking about that and because TV, you just had to watch, and there were always commercials. Like, I am not used to commercials now because yeah. I don't watch them. <clears throat> yeah. So I see this, I'm like, I feel like it's, it's something from a bygone era because I never watch commercials. Yeah. And it, so it's, I, it's, I look at that, I was like, I, I used to hate or like these, but even if you liked them, you got sick of them because you'd see them all the time. It was, it's really funny that you – this is an unplanned segue, by the way. Uh, it's funny you bring that up because I read an article today um, about uh, how – uh, ad delivery on streaming services now uh, advertisers are getting frustrated and are, are looking to either they're either saying fix it or we're going to start pulling our ads is because there's an oversaturation of ads if you ever watch anything on Hulu mm-hmm. every single commercial break you get the same exact commercial every time it's been like time. that for years for years right and yeah. it's just the same thing so if there's six commercial breaks you're getting six of the exact it's not even a variation on the same brand it's, it's the, the same, same commercial. fucking commercial every yeah. time and it's so there's there's a concept in advertising of reach and frequency the number of time or the number of people that you've reached and the frequency with which you've reached them and there's a there's another concept of oversaturation when you've when you've oversaturated your buy your media buy you have gone far beyond what the acceptable frequency is mm-hmm. and use i think it's about three and a half is like uh, if with averages and everything three and a half is the amount of times it takes someone to see something before they buy it yeah. or before you hook them past that you're now having a retroact or a a, 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 a counteractive yeah. effect on them and so it's this when you have, if and especially if you're binge watching something on hulu oh. then you're getting that same ad 12 14 times and people are so the advertisers are like i don't know we don't know how to like, we didn't ask we, for this. We can't do this, guys. Yeah. If you're going to keep doing this, we're going to fucking pull our ads. Figure your platform out. And it's yeah. not, I know I'm singling out Hulu, but yeah. it's any ad-supported streaming software. I remember years ago talking to uh, Chris Charles. He's been on the show a couple of times. Yeah. And he would watch Hulu, and he, he said the same thing. He's like, we see the same commercials all the the exact same. Yeah. And they're like, good Lord. And right. so that was years ago. That's yeah. back when I worked at the hotel. Yeah. I mean, that's a long time. Man. It's just amazing at like how technologically advanced all the streaming services are and how they can target you and what you like and this and that, but they still have not figured out a fundamental. It's media buying 101. That's one of the yeah. first things you learn is about reach and frequency. Yeah. And it's like, this is your bread and this is how you're making money. Figure this out. Yeah. Figure I, it out. What are you doing? Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. But again, to your point, like you thought, Actual TV commercial, at least broadcast TV varies the shit. It's true, you know. You, except, yeah, that's another reason why, like, I get kind of annoyed when I watch sports now, which is not often. Sure, but just all the interruptions and you see a lot of the same commercials. I'm, I'm gonna have like, to take your word for that. I was just like, ugh, I don't even watch that stuff anymore. I'm like, ugh, I can't wait to just cut uh, cable. Are you guys moving towards that? Towards that? We never watch it, man. Yeah, we never do. Like, it's 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 so funny because my brother-in-law came over and he's like, "Do you have this channel?" I'm like, "I don't fucking know." Right. I was like, "You look for it." I don't, I, I never use it. Right. He was looking. Work you, this. You want to watch soccer? And I'm like, I don't know. Fucking ask for it. I don't know. 
don't even know how to use this goddamn remote. I'm telling you, man. I we we cut we cut our cable cord. We've got streaming services. Uh, we've got probably four. Four that we pay for and a few more that we borrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Sling. Yeah. And that it that is all I need. And it is marvelous. And I know, yes, with the Sling and with other streaming services, it's not as cheap. but Or it's not it's not like, uh, you know, bargain basement cheap. But you're, not, you're not cutting everything from like $90 to $5. Exactly. But, but it is far cheaper than what you're, what are you paying, like 120 or something? Well, for I, have a, or? I, have a, I have a bundle for like sure, internet yeah. and, and, and cable for like, I think it's like 120 sure, yeah, or something like that. And I was like, just cut that in half. Give me the internet. Right. And I'm fine. Like, just give that stuff back because I just don't use it. Right. I don't need it. And there's, and there's a lot too. Like if I could just get, my big thing too is just getting me, because there's, I'll watch the Today Show in the morning, you know, or local news, and um, and Sundays I like CBS Sunday morning. So if I could find a way to get those without, I would cut Sling too, because there's mm-hmm. not much that I there's not much that I'm dying to watch on actual like quote unquote television. No. I can find most of that elsewhere. Yeah, I'm, I would probably be just fine with only streaming services. If anything, when I go back and actually watch stuff on regular television, yeah. I'm like, what is this content? Sure, like, yeah. this is deplorable. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it's funny just because I'm sure we all get our habits and it's like when I go back and visit my parents, and my dad's watching shows and stuff on there. I'm like, uh, right. Have you seen the new episode of Jag? I was like, are you watching this show? You're right. watching NCIS. Right. I was like, I mean, shout out to Eric Christian Olson, who's a regular on that show. That's pretty fucking cool. But I'm like, uh, procedural. Right. You know, that just, has been on for 30 years. Uh, yeah. No, thank you. Like, just a hard pass. Because I'm like, watch The Mandalorian. Like, just the stories are better. Like, right. like the way in which you can tell things. It, I mean, we talked about this at nausea. Absolutely. But, you know, it's just the, the joy you can get from watching a show where it does things that you don't expect. Sure. Because it's not tied to a particular um, uh, formula. Mm-hmm. Or yep. like, well, we've got Tried and true, this, this works. We so we have to stick to it. And we got to have this show because it's going to be the popular lead-in to this next show. And we're right. going to move these days around. I'm like, well, you don't have to play those games. Those old boards that you used to oh. schedule your week out. and Yeah, exactly. Oh. Hearing uh, Joe Rogan talk about when he was on uh, talk radio. Sure, yeah. And how he's like, they, were, they would move from day to day to day in the week to try and get stuff going. Right. And he's like, and if, they would if never If it was doing well, then they would move it in front of a show that wasn't doing well to try to get that slingshot effect. And yeah. if it wasn't doing well, they'd put it behind another show that like. Just all that fucking jockeying around. And he goes, and this was in a time where they changed the date and the time, and there's no way you would fucking know. Right, exactly, yeah. yeah. So he goes, he goes, we you look in your TV guide. Yeah, yeah, I remember getting the TV guide. Yes. Like, that was wild, being like, what's on HBO this week? <laughs> Let's see what's going on on Saturday night, right. you know? Because that was HBO's thing. Sunday like, at the movies. Yeah, I was <laughs> yeah. like, what? On WGN. It's like, don't go out, stay home with home box office. <laughs> you know, all, of course, I would use that to see, like, what uh, softcore porn is going to oh, be Oh, yeah. And I'd set my alarm. Yes, you would. So I would get up and when everyone was asleep and I would go turn it on. Red Shoe it. Diaries. Red Shoe Diaries, Real Sex. Everyone knows it. Cinemax stuff, yep. like whatever it was. I was like, I was, man, I tell you what, I would make a poor secret agent. But when I was a kid, I mean, I was Ninja Doug when it came to watching yeah. softcore porn <laughs> in my family's house. I knew where well, we, every... t- we heard that story before with oh, the, yeah. where you hid in the basements. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I knew where all the creaky floorboards were. Absolutely. I knew exactly how to walk up and down the <laughs> stairs without making a noise. Uh, I, I knew the routes. I had my escape routes planned, so if things didn't go well, right. I knew where to go. Abort, like, abort. Yeah. I just, I knew exactly what to do, and I was bound and determined to watch some softcore board. It's going to happen. And it, it did. And it did happen. I was successful. Yeah. I don't think I ever got caught, oddly enough. Very close, twice, yeah. but I never never got caught. Sure. So. Do you think, at, at, this, at this stage in the game, though, like, I feel like there. I feel like p- parents knew. I mean, I don't think they knew that I was up at two in the morning. You don't think so? You don't think they heard anything? Saw a light flickering on the wall? I or really nothing? don't. I really don't because of the way that my the bedrooms were positioned. Sure. No. Okay. There's no All way right. they would have seen it. So I mean, I remember when when my brother and I were both in high school. My dad, my dad had a swimsuit issue of Sports Illustrated. Sure, yeah. And it went missing, and I didn't take it. Yeah. So I wonder who it went to. My dad <laughs> confronted us. He goes, "Which one of you has my swimsuit edition of Sports Illustrated?" I'm like, <laughs> "Now I look back. I'm like, why are you asking for it, Dad? <laughs> why do you have it hidden? Right? Like, what's going on? Kathy Ireland's featured on the cover. <laughs> Kathy Ireland. That's right. Yeah." But it was just like one of those things where, you know, I look back on that and that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. That's hilarious to me, um, you know, just because it's like, I partly wonder if my mom was like, don't let the boys see this. Right. Now, I did did get almost busted looking at uh, porn on the computer. Ooh. Right as my mom was coming in, I shut off the computer. Back oh, in the day where you could just press yep. the button and shut it off. Yep. And she came in and she's like, I, she saw me shut off. She's like, what were you looking at? And I was like, nothing. No way to tell now. It's off. And she goes... <laughs> You know what? If you we have this for educational use, yeah. if you're not going to use it right, then you're not going to use it at all. Like, okay, yep. I got up and I was just like, boner killed, got it. Right, I'm out of here. Like, luckily, I can stand up now. Yeah, I was like, oh boy. Yeah, you know? that's so fucking. Fu- I would. I remember um, uh, <laughs> trying to sneak peeks at the uh, back. You could go to the the bookstore, or the grocery store. Oh. They'd have the magazine racks, everything behind the pl- but it was behind. It was a, up. And in the last row behind other magazines and maybe behind some plastic. And you'd always just try to real quick, your mom would go away and you'd try to pick it up and look at it and sneak it down. Dude. Try to look like in the plastic cover. I had a system. Oh, so Jesus. Of course would, you we did. We would go to this store and I don't know if it was like, it was, it was kind of a bookstore. I can't remember what it was, but they had magazine rack. Yeah. And they had the rack with like all the dirty magazines, obviously facing the cashier, but there was another side to it. Uh-oh. Now, I'm sh- in my mind, I thought I was pretty sneaky. Right. But I'd go, I would grab a magazine. Ninja Doug. And I would just walk around to the back side of it, and I would time it so when I thought no one was looking, I would just reach over, grab like above one, the thing. grab <laughs> it, pull it back, and then I would put it in the magazine that Look I was at reading. You. And I was just looking at booze. Look at you, man. And, I was just, and then I was done. I would just close it. Or someone came by, I would close them both up and just put the magazine back. And I was like. Easy peasy, lemon squeeze. Bam. And you're just sitting there reading uh, Better Homes and Gardens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I tried to find something at least right. a little more conspicuous, like a Nintendo Power or something sure, like that. Sure, yeah. Which happened to be just right by the Hustlers. How you about know? that? You know, make makes sense. Nerds, because, nerds and porn, hand in hand, and that was literally. Before a lot of those were like in plastic. Oh, so, like, sure, you yeah. Couldn't open up, so I was just like, I'm just gonna reach over and yep. grab a Hustler Yoink, and yeah. just be like, Boop, or Penthouse or whatever it was. I'm. Porn aside, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what Natalie tries to pull over on you, and what you what you miss, and what you catch, and then yeah. like later on, what you're like, ah, oh, shit, I had no idea that was that happened. My mom always assumed I was up to no good. Sure, yeah, and I want to make sure that probably I, rightfully so. Honestly, no, really, she, I think she missed more than she got right. I was a shitster. I, yeah, <laughs> but I remember. 
I remember there was before we moved to our new house and before it got developed around our neighborhood, there was an area like a wooded area that I would just go and hang out in. Just for the fuck of it. I yeah. loved it. I called it like my thinking spot. Yeah. I go out there, I hang out. I found like uh, <laughs> an axe, an old axe, like hand axe. And I was just like throwing it at trees and shit like sure, that. Sure. Yeah. I go back there all the time. Yeah, Kids do that all the time. And my buddy Colby came over. And I was like, hey, man, let's go check out this thinking spot. I remember my mom like coming out on the balcony and she was like, hey. Where are you going? I'm like, I'm just going over here to the woods. She goes, are you going to go smoke marijuana? <laughs> She's like, so... I was so dumbfounded. I love that. I was dumbfounded. I was like, no. <laughs> it hadn't even crossed my mind. <laughs> and, I, and I realized, looking back, that I kept going out there. Right. And kept just... I'm sure my mom's like, what's he doing? Right. But I just wanted to go explore out there. That's sure. just what I did. Right. She's like, are you smoking marijuana? As a, as a kid, and I don't know if it was just, I don't know if it was being uh, of our generation or what, but I, I'm sure other, but it, I, I think there's something about just going and exploring like a wooded area. Yeah. I loved, anytime I was, was able to go on a hike yeah. or we had, in our suburb, we had a little, uh, there was four trees at Bach Park, and we called it Bachwood Forest. There you go. And we would just climb the trees and sit there, and we'd talk. And that yeah. was it. Yeah. But we just liked being in a wooded area. There's something about that. Yeah. Completely innocent. It was just fun to be in a wooded area. Yeah. It's exciting and as a kid. The, and I, was, I think that was when I was like a freshman in high school. So, you yeah. Know, and then when I was a lot younger, I was fascinated with matches. Yes. Absolutely. The fire phase. I would grab... Right! Everyone has a fire... Everyone has these phases. I grabbed a giant box of matches. There we go. And I would go over by the side of the house. It was a brick exterior. And I would just light the matches, (laughs) watch them burn out, and then just go. And I would just do that. But then I didn't clean up my evidence. (laughs) Right. So my mom was like, Doug, (laughs) are you smoking? I was like, no. Why? She goes... We, I found a whole bunch of matches out by the side of the house, and I was back in my mind. I was like, oh, fuck. N- that makes sense. Are you trying to burn her house? But I was like, for me, I was like, how do I explain it? I'm like, I just wanted to watch the matches burn. <laughs> Which was God's honest truth, but there's no way that sounds real. Well, not only that, who didn't? You know, aerosol uh, deodorant right. was really big. Got a fucking lighter, made a flamethrower. Yep. It's pretty yep. fucking cool. Yeah, man. You know, I was like, yeah. Here's the other thing. Terrifying, but cool. Logically, if you would think about that, how, either you're really shitty at smoking and you have to keep lighting it, or how much were you smoking I think, and how wouldn't she smell that on you? I think it was more the latter, seeing how many matches there were just piled up there. But again, if you're if someone is smoking that much, you're going to smell it. Yeah, I mean. I blame your mom for that one. That's fair, but it's also probably a conundrum because she's like, I don't understand right. because what I did didn't make sense. Because watching the matches burn also, in fairness, does not make sense. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. a pile of used matches. I get it, like, what but it doesn't fuck? make sense. I, I know, and so I, for her, she's like, this, this only means one yeah. thing. Yeah. Somebody's smoking out here. Absolutely. Because why else would anyone... There's no logical reason to do what this is. I had neighbors uh, uh, <laughs> I had neighbors who... There was two, they had two boys a little bit older than me, and then they were in their fire phase. I remember they would sit uh, cross-legged on their uh, on their driveway, about I don't know two feet from each other. They would light matches and throw them at each other, <laughs> and that was it. And they would do that for hours yeah. <laughs> until they ran out of matches. And so again, like I'm sure their mom came out and like, "What are all these matchsticks doing here?" Well, we were we were lighting matches and throwing them at each other. How's that better than smoking? That's equally as dangerous. That's worse. That's worse. I remember having a lighter at one point, and I had a, a I had wooden furniture in my room, Shit. and I just would 
one day just went yeah. and just held the lighter up to it. Yeah. And then I took it away, and then it was still burning. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and then there's just this it's little just, burn mark. Did it smell, though, too? It was just a little burn mark. And I don't remember, I don't remember a smell or anything like that, but I was like, holy shit. I just like had a small scorch right. on this, and I'm like, my mom will never know, but if she asks, I'll be like, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. Because that, that's, <laughs> that's always the thing is they ask, and because you don't have anything, it's, I don't, I don't know. know. Like right now, I and they're agree. like, "Well, it's fucking on the table, so, so you you tell me." It's in your room, right? You tell me. I don't know, man. That's weird. I, right now, it's like I'll catch <laughs> Natalie. I'm doing something. I go, "Hey, what are you doing?" She just goes, "Nothing." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, the nothing stage." All right, cool. Nothing. I'm, I know this. I'm yeah. like, I don't want her to get scared. I just be like, "No, really." I'm curious. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, I don't understand what you're doing. I might want. I might want to join in. You don't know. Like, like, this looks fun. I don't get what yeah. you're doing. She's just <laughs> Smashing two crayons uh, together. And right. What are you doing? Nothing. Nothing. It, it's fine. Experiment. Smash the crayons. I, I don't like, care. That's fine. Just tell me what you're doing. I'm curious. We so two stories based off of that. So one, I I I had when I was went through my fire stage. I got a lighter, and my mom outside my mom's place. She had this garden, and one of the bushes. I found that if you held a lighter under it, the leaves actually puffed up and whoa. popped. Whoa! Whoa! Yeah. I would have loved that as a kid, dude. So I would just sit out there and. Dude, that poor plant. Just and just over tortured. and over. And my mom would come out. She's like, what are you doing? Because it looked like it was burning the plant. And there was just this branch of just dead popped leaves. Because I was like, this. I'm like, have you seen this? And she's like, don't do that to my plant. You're killing it. And I'm like, no, it's fine. I'm like, <laughs> it's, fine. it's fine. Like you can diagnose that. Right. Like I'm like, oh, it's getting to plant. It'll grow back. Right. Like. I was like, this is so cool. But I, again, amazing? It, as an adult, I'm like, no, you're destroying the plant. That's why I try to hang on to that sense of childhood, just like mysticism. Wonderment, yeah. The wonderment of like, whoa. Because right. as an adult, I'm like, what the fuck, man? Right. But at the same time as a kid, you're like, this is fascinating. So with the crane thing, the other thing that we found out is that <clears throat> this was at our after school program. And uh, uh, shout out to all the counselors at Casper who put up with us. Um, if you took a paperclip, you straightened it out, ran it through a crayon, crimped the edges down, and put them on either side of a battery, it would melt the crayon. It was a conductor. That makes sense, yeah. And so we would sit there, and you had to, you couldn't touch the metal because it would get hot, so you'd figure out a, something to, like, rubber, whatever it was, gloves, and you would do that. We would just melt boxes of crayon. Just next, slide it through, crimp the things down, crayon melt. And so there's this... It's this puddle of wax. fucking wax of multicolored hot wax. And they're like, what the fuck are you guys doing? I'm like, you got to see this. <laughs> this is incredible. It's science. I'm pretty sure this is science. It's like when I think I was a sophomore in high school and someone figured out how to choke someone out by cutting off blood flow to their brain. Yes. And they would do that. And pe I would watch people. This kid would continually put people to sleep. Right. And they would just like limp. And yeah. they would limp. And I was just like. Back of my mind, I'm like, this is probably not safe. But how cool is this? I remember this? one kid just kind of goes, like, his eyes. He's, uh, most people would just kind of go. Right. And they go down. But this one guy, is like, his eyes stayed open. And he went backwards. And he was going, oh. Uh, oh, fuck. Uh, and then he goes, that was awesome. I was <laughs> like, just, like, came back. I was like, what are we doing? This is oh, such. Shit. I was like, how did none of, none of us die? No shit. And it was like, just going to cut off the blood flow. Dude, there's so, be okay. so many 
reasons that we probably should have died as kids. Oh my and god! And well into college, let's just let's call it what it is. Yeah. Well into college. Yeah. And speaking of that, I mean, when you die, you become a ghost. And there's a new trailer that just came out called Ghostbusters Afterlife. <laughs> Woo! We did it, guys. We got there. It's like we gotta get there somehow. That's amazing. I'm very <laughs> proud of you. Um. So yeah. So uh, Doug, just before we we uh, rolled, we because of Jared, he asked. He's like, I want to see Doug record himself watching the trailer for Ghostbusters. Uh, formerly called Ghostbusters 2020, uh, now titled Ghostbusters Afterlife. And they just released the official trailer. Doug watched it. Uh, let's go with the original, the, the, the actual trailer you watched, Thoughts. So um, I, I was not interested in this movie at all. Like, I like Ghostbusters. Sure. Like, I appreciate it, but I don't have a strong affinity for it. Sure. Like some other stuff I watched yeah. growing up. Where it like, defines your childhood. Yeah, like, I, I watched it a lot. A lot. And I, I like the movie, but I it's not like one of those things like I felt compelled to have Natalie watch, even though I own it. Yeah, like, sure, I sure, bought sure. it, but I haven't watched it. Sure. Like one of those things. So I appreciate it. Um, but like when the uh, all-female cast one came out, I was like, eh, I'm good. It just it didn't look good. And it had nothing to do about the casting. Yeah. It was just like, I, I don't need the story. I'm I good. I was like, I get it. It just it didn't seem compelling in any sure. way, shape, or form. Um, this one, I was like, oh, I forgot this is a Sony movie, so I already have like suspicions. Right. You're like, nope, I'm already not into it. Yeah. Um, but I, I really, um, I found it very charming. I love Finn Wolfhard, mm-hmm. which is just an awesome name. Anyway, yep. but that kid is like grown up and just, he's so just enjoyable like such a great actor so he's in it and then just paul rudd, paul rudd. And, and the original cast sans uh, harold ramis is going to be back in oh, it that's interesting yeah um it's just it's my fear is that it's going to be a i mean how can it not be fan service but i'm, cons- I'm concerned that it'll be more fan service than it will be like S- substance substance yeah. which is what i'm not too excited about yeah um, so I am concerned about that, but I did a, like I was entertained by the. It was it was a positive experience. I and I, I the more I watch it, I'll say this: the more I watch it, the more the more into what I'm getting. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I first when I first watched it, my my initial reaction was this is and Rob and I have talked about this. We've had on the show before. Uh, it's Stranger Things with Ghost with the Ghostbusters logo on it, mm-hmm. and that's just what like I'm like it has what I feel like this is missing is the tone or the essence of the original movies. Yeah, where those were more those were more comedies. They were they were they leaned heavier into the comedy, and this mm-hmm. one feels like it's almost like a seer like a like a. a I don't want to call it drama per se, but you know it opens up with you know Finn Wolfhard talking about like well our. our you know, our family really doesn't have any money now, and this is kind of the last thing we have. The last thing we have to our name is this weird old house that my grandfather left us, and you know, so we're here now. And it's it, it's it's small, poor town, and they move there, and they got to go to college, or they got to go to to school, the grade school there, and you know, they're sifting through their grandfather's old stuff, and it feels really, it just feels heavier than the original Ghostbusters, and I think that's the thing I liked about them was, even though you had, uh, uh, I can't remember the name of the the. State villain in, no, the villain in the second one. Even though he oh. was intense. Oh, Victor, or was it Hugo, or v- v- Vigo. Vigo Mortensen? That's it. Yep. Uh, whatever it was, <laughs> I can't remember his name. But that was I mean, that was intense. Like, don't get me wrong, there was like intense moments, but it was definitely more of a like an oddball comedy, you know. And it, it, there was. I feel like this missed that tone. Well, I think that's the thing with Ghostbusters that made it so memorable was that it had like a very weird sci-fi fantasy 
twist, but it was always rooted in comedy. Right, because it was you got these Second City players. It was, and you know, Bill Murray had some of the best lines, you know, in that. Yeah, it just. I mean, again, that's a guy. That's the situation where you have Dan Aykroyd dreaming that a ghost has given him a blowjob, like in, right. a, in a PG movie. But again, you know? like, and make it PG thirteen. Make it like I, yeah. I know they won't make it R, but like no. make it PG thirteen. But like, it, and I'm sure this one is. Oh, they, I'm sure they have to. But I don't know. Like, I just it 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 it, it does look good. It mm-hmm. just doesn't feel like a Ghostbusters movie, like a true Ghostbusters movie. I think that's, the, I'll say this: yeah. the 2016 movie. Mm-hmm had more of that DNA than this it sure one did. feels like. And I guess that's why I, I kind of was surprised by this, because I don't necessarily need that DNA sure. in it. I just like another... Again, for me, it's more about the substance and less about how much it connects to the original stuff. Sure. And again, it seems counterintuitive, right? Yeah, it does, degree. yeah. But it's been so long. It has, yeah. Since that movie came out. Yeah. And since... Well, know, even in the, the trailer, they reference, you know, it's been 30 years since the last ghost sighting. Yeah. So, yeah. like, it's just been a while, so I'm okay with another take. It's not necessarily... I mean, it's kind of a reboot, but it's just... It's a sequel. Yeah. You know, is, is what it is. So, um, I'm I'm okay with with that um, sort of aspect to it. And it was, it was such mysterious. And I was, like, engaged the whole time. I was like, this is way better than I thought. I had such low expectations. Yes. So I was Sony, like, right. Sony just has not kept up their end of the bargain as no. far as entertainment goes. No. Um, so um, I'm definitely interested. Yeah. Like, I, I'm I, curious. Look, there's the th- and it's sad to say, the thing that really sells it for me, like, if Paul Rudd is attached, I'll probably see the, the thing, whatever the thing is, because I just trust. I like him as an actor. I like the choices he makes. And so I'm like, all right, well, if you liked this, then maybe I'll like it. I, he is the embodiment of charming. Yes. He is such a charming, charismatic, likable human being. I feel like he's Tom Hanks 2.0. He is. Like he's the next generation he Tom is. Hanks. He is. I watched him on uh, Hot Ones. Yeah. And there was this amazing moment where they're eating, like, the last wing. And, like, it was getting so, like, hot that, like, they were tearing up and yeah. stuff. He's like, maybe next time I... Uh, you know, do a scene where I have to cry, I'll just eat some of this stuff. And then he's like, all right. So he goes to the, the host, Sean Evans. He's like, let's do a scene right now. I love it. So yes. like, they're both like tearing up and he's like, he's like, dad, I didn't make the varsity team. And Paul Rudd just plays it so well. And he's like, don't quit on me. <laughs> like they just did this back and forth. I love that. He's like, you know what, dad, I'm going to try again. He's like, that's what I'm talking about. You don't give up. <laughs> This doesn't define you. And like, they're just going back. And I was yeah, like, yeah. This is beautiful. That's it's amazing. Just, it's a classic. It's just, it's Paul Rudd. Yeah. Like, and, and he's just so, he was like the best casting choice for Ant-Man. Yes. Like those movies. Yeah. Are he, so great. Cause with, he just buys into whatever he's doing. He but, says, he says yes to it between he and uh, Michael Pena. I mean, those guys just oh God. rock those movies. It was like, amazing. Yeah. So <laughs> they add so much to it. So I agree. Like him being in that yeah. just adds a level of, he just also, Paul Rudd just seems authentic in just about everything that he does. You feel like you're like, oh, he's really asking this this person a question. or like, yeah. Or he's just resp- he seems like he's always responding naturally. Very, he listens, yeah. yeah. Like, like, my favorite scenes in Endgame is when they're like, okay, where did you learn that time travel logic? And he just starts naming off yeah. the movies. He's like, Back to the Future, Time Cop. Well, actually, Don Cheadle's doing that. And yeah. then like, Paul Rudd's like hopping, he's like, Die Hard. Not Die Hard was one. Like, you know, yeah. it was like a natural sort of like, he right, said right. That, he's like, no, nah, that's, I'm sorry, that's stupid. Yeah. He just has this thing of like, I'm here, but I don't really belong here. Yeah, absolutely. And he yeah. plays that so well. So well. <laughs> I, uh, I, I do think I've, we were trying to figure out what the, what the original cast, what they're in, what capacity they'll be in. Ghosts. And I, <laughs> <laughs> I honestly think 
I honestly think, and this is the one thing I'm I, concerned of, is is this is very much a uh, passing of the mantle, right? To to a younger, uh, new team who where they can they if they want they can take this for they can keep going with these movies with mm-hmm. this uh, new. Also, good on Finn Wolfhard for getting into these some fr- fucking franchise movies. Right. Like he is slaying it right now okay. in that regard. Um, but I I feel like they're gonna use the original cast as not like not unlike Star Wars. The new ones where they're like, hey, it's not just a cameo. We're going to put them all up in it. Oh, no. This is going to be a It's, it's going to be at the end. There's going to be uh, it's going to be the climax scene. And all of a sudden they're going to be like, how do we get out of this? And then you're going to see like a door burst open and they're going to walk in and go, looks like you guys could use some help. And you then know? Dan Aykroyd is going to pop open a thing of skull vodka right. and take a swig and be like, you know what I need in times like this? <laughs> just comes in fucking hammered. Just hammered. Blowing fire with... The... <laughs> so flammable, but it tastes good. Murray's just like, where's my check? <laughs> Murray's like, um, they left an answer. They left a message on my answering machine. I showed up. I showed up. They told me this date. I'm here. Uh, no, I think uh, I think they're going to come in last minute. They're going to be, it looks like you kids could use some help. And then at the end, uh, you know, hand something, physically hand something over and go, Looks like you guys got it from here. Yeah. And it's going to be like a five-minute thing in a two-and-a-half-hour movie. Mm-hmm. So I think that's I, – I just I, – I would like to see them a little bit more integrated. I hope they do that. Mm-hmm. My my guess, because it's Sony, is that that's going to be how it goes down. Yeah. I think so. they're all going to be ghosts. You do? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So – They're going to be helping them from the other side. From the other side. Afterlife. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a fan who went in and said, you know what? I can tweak this to make this a little bit better. And starting, I started it at the 140 mark, but it kicks in at the uh, two minute mark is about when it kicks in. They took the the last uh, probably 30 seconds of this and they put the original Ghostbusters theme over a deep over throat it. scene. And I just don't get it. You like, see, and here's, they were referencing the blowjob scene. And God. that's why. See, I thought they were referencing the movie, the movie Ghost. Oh, yeah. No, know? no. Connections. Gotcha. It's all connections. about connections. All about just connections. Like that. Connections. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> just an aggressive, tearful. Aggressive connecting. Just, yeah. Bah, bah, you know? Yeah. It's weird. But uh, I, <laughs> 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 I'm like, whoa. I, I, for, for me, now you watched this and you were like, don't like it. And <laughs> For me, I I have watched this five times. The new the 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 second trailer, and I've watched it five times. And every single time, I legitimately get goosebumps because that that to me injects a little bit of that original essence. A back little in. bit. A little bit. I feel like someone just like cut off your arm and replaced it with a Ghostbusters like robotic arm. It's like we just injected a little bit into this thing. It's like hi. I'll tell you what. I'm fine with it. <laughs> That's why I laugh because I'm like, this doesn't fit at all with with the I, trailer. But, but doesn't it though? Because no. it's all right. Fuck you. So no. No, uh, tell me, tell me why. No, I think because I think I think what you could what you could take from that the way that I would interpret that is it's going down that they're it's almost a wink. Like I would say, like they're they're going down this like serious road and then they they turn that corner and it's almost that comedy wink of like, yeah, but we're still. This is still who we are. I wouldn't call it a wink. What's more aggressive than a wink? <laughs> a slap on the ass? A slap on the face, yes. <laughs> they mushroom tattooed you. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I don't know. For me, I, 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 did, 
I understand it does not fit tonally with the rest of the the trailer. Mm-hmm. To me, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I like it. It fits so well. If you just take that scene by mm-hmm. itself, it fits so well, mm-hmm. and it makes it exciting. It does. Like it does. It, it's amazing how well that music does like fit with what's going on. Like, Absolutely. Action wise, yeah. they didn't change anything except the music. Yeah. But what I did like in the original is like in that exact same scene, you heard like with the beats, like the ear. Yeah, ear. Like, but they still I, had that in the second. In the, but in the, but in what the I liked one. about was like those were the subtle things I liked. Where it was those were the subtle winks. Okay. To the previous. You're right. This I wasn't liked. a wink. I'm okay with it. Yeah. This was like. Someone, <laughs> I'm okay with getting slapped. Like like double clapping your ears. I'm like, hey! Someone bear hugged me with the original <laughs> theme, and I'm okay with getting bear hugged. Someone cupped around your ears and goes. Typically, that would upset me. In this instance, I'm okay with it. I I can't hear, but what I did hear, it sounded pretty cool. What I did hear, I'm in. You've sold me. Yeah. I'm curious. I, 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 yeah. Yeah. There's part of me, again, how they redid the Sonic movie. There's part of me that hopes that Sony goes, oh, you know what? This is better. Let's recut this trailer and put this in. You know what I got to watch before Frozen 2? Was it Sonic? Was it the new Sonic trailer? No, he, as shitty as, uh, shitty movie aside, how much better does it look? I mean, he looks way better. It looks so much better, he but the so movie's still better. garbage. Oh my god! Just it's it was, a movie that we really we talk often about. We don't need this. We really don't need this movie. Well, here's the thing: we don't need any movies. True, but they sell them as if we do. Right. This one is just like, hey man, we gotta try and get some of our money back. <laughs> you know, it's just the you know. I think I this always stuck with me. Wasn't this wasn't a thirty five million dollar yeah. fix or something like that? No big deal. Yeah, you can get a loan out for that. <laughs> um, but Drew told me this years ago when he you know he had this idea, and I'm curious what you think about it. Um, his thought was that any good movie, and I apologize if I butcher it. Actually, no, I don't. Drew Dole said this verbatim: <laughs> any good movie shouldn't need narration to explain what's happening. And what he implied was that if you have narrations because you fucked up somewhere and you have to explain it because you mm, didn't do it right. Interesting. Well, I was like, well, what about Goodfellas? I was like, that's loaded with narration. And that's a that's a great movie. He's like, well, you know, not all of them. Not all. It doesn't always. I was like, Fight Club. You know, like. So he's like, it's not a it's it's not a uh, a one hundred percent rule. I think what he was saying is like you can tell in the bad movies right. where they messed up and like we sure. have to add narration exposition right. to make sure you understand. Whereas movies use that as a device to tell the story. Sure, absolutely. That I could yeah. not agree more with. Like yeah. Mr. Robot, yeah. is one of those where they there's a reason you you don't know if you're part of his you yeah. know his whatever like his imagination. So there's a reason that that's there. But yeah, definitely in the Sonic one, Sonic doesn't need to tell us about you know. On my world, everyone's trying to get my powers. So I came to your world, and guess what? Oh boy, they followed me. Yeah, it was. It's like, all right, we get bad. it. We get the story. The whole trailer was him narrating right. what the movie was about. Yeah. And I was like, here comes yeah. the evil doctor. Now I'm going to run fast. Hey, uh, we're friends. Yeah. So bad. So gross. It was really, really bad. But you know what was really good was Frozen, Frozen 2. Frozen 2. Yeah. I, it did, I don't know, I hate it. I did not like the first Frozen. Really? I thought it was. I didn't understand the, the the hype about it. So did you not like it, or did you just not understand the hype? Because I feel like there's two. There's Both. a two. Okay. Because I I didn't like it, and because of I didn't like it, I was like, why did everyone? It was like Avatar. Okay. It's like why did everyone like this movie so much? And um, part of it was, it I kind of understand. Uh, someone was like, well, it's, it's it's kind of like you know empowering to women because you think it's about you know. 
a woman needing a man, but actually it's about loving a sister, you know, like yeah, having yeah, that bond. Yeah. And, and that's like, I'm like, okay. I guess I was confused because everyone loves Elsa, but Elsa was barely in that movie. Yeah. It was not Elsa's movie. It was Anna's movie. Right. And I was like, which is, is yeah. It's so, cause she I'm got, so she confused. had the theme or Elsa had the big song. Yeah. And that's why everyone's like Elsa. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. Cause that's all I ever saw. And it was like, who is this other like brunette? And I was like, right. this? And I was like, she's in the whole movie. It's her story. She's arguably the the protagonist. I was like, Elsa's barely in this. Right. So I was just, I guess I was so confused. My expectations, I think, were off sure. on it too. Sure, I guess that makes sense. But I was like, uh, okay, because it seemed like a typical, you know, fairy tale. Only true love can melt a frozen heart. Right. Yeah. And I was like, no, I don't, I'm good. I don't need that. I was like, okay, there's a little bit of a twist. I did appreciate like Elsa's powers. I'm like, she's got some fucking awesome powers. Like, Hell yeah. They're amazing. What I liked about this one was not only was it actually very funny. Really? I found myself being like, this is pretty good. Okay. Like, this is pretty enjoyable, entertaining. Um, but the animation, like, every time you see a new, like, high end animation, you're like, God Damn. Like, is that real water? That looks it, yeah. so good. Right. And it had a compelling just like story and, and drive. And I was like, whoa. And there was like a lot of uh, subplots that I was like, all right, you're juggling a lot here. But they did a good job with it. Interesting. And um, I, I was I was very entertained by it. I was like, okay. Because when I saw the trailer, I was a little nervous. I'm like, ah, treading, treading old ground. And they're, they're, they're trying to squeeze an extra dollar out of something that, mm-hmm. that did really well the first time around. So yeah. I was nervous that that's what they were doing. I typically I trust Pixar explicitly, and I'm mm-hmm. like, look, if you're, it's Pixar, right? I think it's just Disney. Is it just I, Disney? I don't think it's Pixar. Interesting. Okay, yeah. well, regardless, good track record either yeah. way. And so typically, I'm like, okay, I'll 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 give you the bet. I'll we'll see where this goes. Mm-hmm. Did not have high hopes, but I mean, from I, you're not the only person that I've heard speak yeah. highly of 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 this. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm in, I maybe I will see it then. I you know it's it's. I just enjoy, well, first of all, it just, I love the cast too. Like Kristen oh, Bell's amazing, dude. Adina Josh Menzel, Gad, yes, I made all of them. Yeah, the, the dude who plays Kristoff. Yeah, oh, that so guy. Good. Yeah, that, that we don't know guy. Unfortunately, in a four-person cast, there's always the Ringo. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but there's like Elsa's powers again. I'm like, God damn it, she's fucking awesome. Yeah, and I just start thinking, I'm like, man, any other? Because in the first movie, you learn about all these other like nations and everything. I'm like. Dude, she could have them under her her iron grip because she her could icy grip. She could basically be like, "Hey, um, yeah, you know what? I think we're gonna want to do about ten percent less on uh, on those imports." Well, I don't think that's gonna work. It's like, mm, man, it'd be a shame if all of your water froze right. permanently. Right. You know, it's like you don't need to have a you standing know that army. giant reservoir you have. Yeah. Hmm. Gone. Yeah. You want permanent winter? I can do. You should need a standing army because right. she just can. Completely. How how about all the water in your body freezes, right? And you die. Yeah, explode. Right. Can you see her do some rad stuff? And dark shit. You're like, well, even in the first one, like she's trying to protect herself from these dudes. Like she can shoot like icy blades at right. people and like push almost push a guy out of a tower. I'm like, fucking a. She can she can create life. Olaf is a creation of hers. True. She created a. So she's snow a demi. Goal. She's a god. Yes. Yes. She's essentially a god with a small g. You know, like yes. She's she's incredibly powerful, and you get to see some really cool stuff that she does. I'm like, God damn, this woman's awesome! Right, it was really enjoyable. So I I, right, I highly right. recommend it. It's fun. I will I will take the recommendation for Very sure. Fun. Very fun. And speaking of other movies, what else did you see? Um, uh, I I watched The Irishman. So you took a week off work and you watched The Irishman. Funny you should say that. Yeah, um, I watched it over a week. 
on my commute. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Because I was sitting there, I'm like, I wonder. Did how you this grow is- another beard while you? I you- was. I was wondering. I was like, how does this affect my experience with it? Because I'm getting it in small chunks, right. as opposed to sitting it. And I think it was enjoyable that way. Interesting. Because I was like, so if they had made it, so you're saying if they had made it a limited run series, it would have been the way to go. I mean, because it's it's very reminiscent of Goodfellas. Okay. It, it, it's like the way that it's told. Sure. It's about mob stuff, um, and like there's like, no other choice when you have those three. <laughs> De Niro, uh, Pesci, and uh, Pacino are just amazing. They're fantastic. There's also a couple great. Um, uh, there's a um, a comedian called Sebastian. Um, he, he Sebastian Stan, right? It's not Sebastian Stan. It's uh, Wait, did I? Sebastian Stan. He's he's the Winter Soldier. <laughs> Is he? Yeah, yeah, it's who it was. Uh, there's a comedian, Sebastian. Uh, he plays a pretty decent role in that movie, which I was like, oh shit, I didn't realize it's him. And then Jim Norton uh, plays Don Rickles for a scene, which <laughs> is awesome. Um, but Jim Norton plays Don Rickles. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's amazing. I'll get. That's cool. Uh, it was just for one scene, but I was like, "Dude, that's Jim Norton, and he's doing a hell of a job, like impersonating Don Rickles." I could that's see it. it's the, it's kind of the role that he was born. Hundred <laughs> uh, percent. But the, it, it was really cool. Uh, I realized that one of the um, actors in it, this woman, I was like, "God, why do you look so familiar?" She was in uh, Chicago Overcoat. She played uh, the lead character's love interest. Interesting. Uh, Catherine Narducci. I was like, oh, shit. I remember you. So anyone that's ever played in a mob movie was back in the this. More or less. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. You see plenty of those, those folks. Sure. But it's, it's, it's just, um, it's, it tells a story, but uh, I'll say this much. I mean, I don't want to ruin it for anybody, and I'm not going to do, do too much, but the ending was- Hoffa dies. Uh, Hoffa doesn't make it. Yeah. Uh, but um, it's, it's um, the ending was just very- like it just—it was very disappointing to me. Oh, really? I was like, "Huh." So okay. again, I was talking with Rob about yeah. he'd, he'd watch. He took the time to sit down and 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 watch it. Um, and it—he said he goes the 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 money that was spent uh, spent on those uh, de aging effects, yeah. waste of money. I agree. He goes because the thing is, De Niro still like you can de age him all you want. He still punches like a seventy year old man. Yeah, well, no, that he yeah. There and was, I, I don't know. I haven't watched it, so I can't. But I, I really can only good, imagine. Well, here's the thing. There's def, there's one particular scene where they do kind of a close up of him. Yeah. With the de aging, I was like, Ugh. right. It looks like it looks completely. It it's look like good. and De Niro still looks old. Right. He still looks old. The thing is, it's in the eyes. Yeah. It's in the eyes. Anytime you fuck with the eyes, you can tell. That's why when people put old person prosthetics on, it doesn't ever look like an actual old person because their eyes are too like. There's there's a certain shine that you have in your eye when you're younger, and mm-hmm. it, it like there, you can just tell like mm-hmm. it's it's weird like with the eye, and so if you fuck with their eyes digitally, it's very noticeable. Well, it was like right here, right around the cheekbones. It's almost like a mask. Yes, they put around. Right. And I was just like everything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, yeah. I can tell. Right. It doesn't it doesn't look right. Well, and that's the thing where like Scorsese was talking about that in an interview. I think it was on CBS Sunday Morning, and he was I was kind of shocked because he was like I was shopping this around and no one would buy it because of the price tag. He's like, no one wanted this, and Netflix finally came on and said, sure. They threw a pile of money at us, and so we could do it the way we wanted. And I was like, yeah, was it worth it though? You could I have mean, probably shaved a hundred thousand, a hundred million off it. Not only that, like you're telling me you can't find like again. I mean, right. What about James Dean? You know, right, put him in there. Didn't he consider James when Dean? When will James Dean get work again? For the rank, for the role of Frank. Right. They couldn't have had him do that. God, rubber, rubber. I mean, you could have had a, a really good 
some good actors playing a young Joe Pesci. That's what I'm saying, playing man. Playing a young, a young uh, De Niro. I, Pacino did fine. Like he wasn't. Really, it didn't seem like he was de-aged at all. Yeah. He played Hoffa when Hoffa was kind of middle aged. <laughs> yeah. So it was fine. But I guess remember back in the day when we, before we had this, mm-hmm. and you would cast other people as younger. They cast someone else as young Indiana Jones. Well, De Niro ca- was a young Brando. In right. Godfather exactly. Two. Exactly. So. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like that. It just it. There's, I don't know. I it, it I, I just worry that this is going to become the norm, and I'm it, not on board with it. It almost not on board seems like it. a missed opportunity. Yeah. Because, um, you know, you could you could find someone who could play those parts really really well. De Niro did well, but I never lo- I was never lost in the fact that I'm like this is old De Niro playing young De Niro, like yeah. the way he moved. And stuff like that. It would have. It, I think it would have meant more to me if they had a younger actor yeah. playing that role. And then eventually he be. It's just <clears throat> De Niro, and, and it's fine. The thing is, if you want to de-age De Niro fifteen years so he can play like just before he is now, oh, cool. Yeah. Then do that. But like when he's playing, I'm assuming we go back to maybe what thirty years old, forty years old, somewhere I, in there. I couldn't tell you how young okay. he was supposed to be. Yeah, but. So he let's say old then. Yeah, I was gonna say let's say you're going back to forty years old even. Yeah. Like it, 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 you know, kind of like around middle age. Get a different person to play that, and then have De Niro play two more, two more eras. You know, I mean, like, he there's you see De Niro through pretty much his whole life. Like there's a, so you're seeing what four like maybe four or five different time periods. I mean, because there's like him, very old. Like there's him like just before he's very old. There's him kind of like towards the end of his career. There's him kind of in his prime. There's him when he's starting out. Oh God, like, yeah. So if we right there, we've got yeah. five. He can play two, maybe three. Mm-hmm. But like cast, cast someone else. Yeah. It, it just yeah, it doesn't make to me that is to what you said. It's a missed opportunity. And and again, like their performances were fantastic. Undoubtedly, were really great. And, and like it was interesting because you know to me Pesci like his most formidable role for me was him in Goodfellas. Okay, you know, yeah. Uh, where he plays uh, Tommy. And he's just this just unhinged wild, motherfucker, unhinged. yeah. And in this, Pesci is so controlled. Is he? Yeah. He plays a mob boss. And he's just a guy who's like, he doesn't get angry, but he's heavily feared, yeah. you know, in the way that he talks about things and whatever. And like, everything has to go through him, but he's like, oddly like, you love him because of what he does. Yeah. And Pacino, of course, plays I don't ever I never knew Hoffa or didn't know much about him. Yeah. Uh, but I mean he plays a great character as well. Like everyone does a wonderful job. And it's just but when I think about the the physical performance of it, De Niro seems old in yeah. the whole movie. Because there's times where, you know, he's moving quickly to like, you know, attack people. Catch someone or whatever, yeah. And I don't believe for a second. I mean, well, I'll say this much about those sequences. Uh, they're fast and realistic. Okay. They're not drawn out like gunfights or anything like that. It's like he's going to go do a hit on somebody, and he walks up. He's like, hey, how's it going? Bam, 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 and walks away. Sure, but yeah. Even in the way that he, like, pulls out his gun right. or, like, whatever, he seems old. He's got arthritis shoulder. He's like, like, <laughs> he's like ah. He's walking away like, oh, <laughs> shit. Plantar fasciitis. Ah, uh, stairs. No. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's it, it's it's funny because I remember hearing something about Scorsese, Scorsese saying that um, he didn't think Goodfellas was all that great because he said it didn't have narration. It didn't have because <laughs> of the narration. Yeah, fucking narration. Because he said he, he felt like it didn't have a point. 
And Interesting. I, and I felt like I disagreed because I was like, this is, this is your typical, it falls in line with a lot of different movies like for me like Scarface, American Gangster, where you're, you're rooting for the guy who's not a good guy. Right. And there's that point where it's like, it's the rise, they're at their top, and then the hardest part for me is on their way down. Sure, where because, everything unravels. Because yeah. even though they're doing bad things... You're rooting for him. Right. You're like, stay good. Right. But in, because well, in those, the realm of bad people, yeah. they're a good guy. I guess. Yeah. In the story that we're telling, they're the hero. Right. And you're like, you're on top, man. You like, you kind of want them. Right. But you see them unraveling. You see them making mistakes. You see them like stop trusting people or they're using drugs or right, whatever. Right. And it's their un- inevitable Undoing, downfall. Yeah. So I, I've always, I always appreciate Goodfellas for that. And with the Irishman, it was just like, I mean... I mean, it, it, it told a story. Yeah. I mean, I would I would almost put more of that that he said to Goodfellas towards this, where I'm like, what? I mean, may, I'm sure someone would be like, oh, the, the thematic goal is <laughs> okay. I get it to some degree. Sure. But I mean, I'm like, it kind of told a. It's not it's not fact because no one knows what happened to Jimmy Hoffa. But, right. Well, actually, know. the guy who De Niro played mm-hmm. did uh, eventually come out and say what happened to Hoffa. Oh yeah? What yeah, did he, he say? I don't remember. I saw I was I was half sure it didn't happen. I was half wa- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was half watching uh, uh, an interview or it was a piece on the Irishman on another mm-hmm. one of those t- Sunday morning type shows. Yeah. And they were like, you know, eventually so and so did admit before he before he died, yada yada yada. So that's got that that makes a little bit more yeah. sense now because I was like I think he was the the guy that, that De Niro played, I think did admit to killing Hoffa. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what happened with the body, but yeah. Well, a lot of people, were, for a long time, the rumor was that he was buried under the end zone in Soldier Field. Oh, Jesus. Of course. Yeah. Because why? Because this is a labor town. This is a union town. City of big shoulders. Is that us? I don't yeah. know. But it's, it's one of those things where that makes a little more sense now because I didn't understand who Frank's character or De Niro's character was or anything like that. Okay. And it, it, he's the one that's narrating. And there's like shots of him talking, but you never see who he's talking to. I'm like, who the fuck is he talking to? Got it. Okay. But now that you say that, I'm like, oh, he probably that, like that him, makes sense. him explaining to someone in authority what happened throughout his life or something. Yeah, he's just yeah. like he's he's just spilling the beans. Yeah. You know, about yeah. everything. And I'm like, okay. So I guess that probably that makes so, a lot more sense. So in this instance, basically, you were in, in Drew's camp of why a narrator? Mm-hmm. Like it was never clearly explained why we had a narrator. It was it was it wasn't motivated. Well, if, well for me it's like I mean, there, you literally see him talking, but okay. you don't see who he's talking to. He's, Got in, it. he's in a nursing home, and he's like, ah, you know, when I was a boy, and I knew Jimmy Hoffa, and, it's just, and it cuts to, like, footage. I'm like, who's he talking to? Like, I Oh, if he's he, himself. He's just like... He's full on dementia. Yeah. yeah. I was like, who are you talking to? Because yeah. at one point, though, which, which threw me for a loop is, um, you know, he's talking to some guys. He's old, and it's two, like, federal agents, and they're like, he's like, sorry, I, I can't... Uh, can't, I can't, you gotta talk to my lawyer. They're like, Frank, your lawyer's dead. He's <laughs> like, what? Who got him? They're like, cancer. He's like, and they start naming all these people. Like, they're dead. They're dead. He goes, you're the only one left. Who are you protecting? Right. And he just kind of sits there and he's just like, uh, sorry, boys, I can't help you. They're like, there's no reason not to talk. And I thought, this is what it's gonna be. Is it's gonna cut to him talking to them, but it isn't. Interesting. So I'm like, who is he talking to? I was like, ah, like that would have been a good thing to cut to these guys. He's talking to the agents, especially with that knowledge if that's allegedly what happened. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, oh, what a cool thing. It's right. Like, it turns and he's finally telling these agents and it's like, no. Cut to him talking to a teddy bear that someone yeah. gave him. Dude, I, it, in, it, this may be a situation where I just need to do a little, 
I, I finished the movie and I was like, I probably need to hop on some forums and just and see get, what was have up. Some yeah. people tell me what I'm supposed to think <laughs> right. about this because I don't. That's what Reddit's great for. Because because I'm sitting there because I usually like for some reason I'm obsessed. I'm like, how much time's left? Especially if I'm watching it on the train. I want right. to know how much time I have. Where left. can I get to? Yeah. And I was like, oh cool, twelve more minutes, and then it's like the movie ends. I'm like. No. Wait, 12 minutes of credits? I was like, no. There's got to be something else. 12 minutes of credits. Well, I mean, when it's a three and a half fucking hour movie. Well, not that. If you look at the IMDb on who's in that movie, there's a lot of Everybody, people yeah. in that movie. It's a lot. And I was just sitting there. I was just like, whoa. And it just ended so abruptly. And I was like, huh. Hmm. Okay. Was it, was it, uh, did it end with De Niro in a diner? And he put something, uh, money in the jukebox. And then he came and sat back down with maybe, I don't know, his family. And then like a couple people walked in. The Stones and- and then the background is here. Right, exactly. Oh, so it did in that The Ghostbusters theme kicks on. Right. Ghostbusters theme made me want to watch The Irishman. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think if I'd recommend it or not. I don't know. Yeah. Like, well, here, if you don't know, it's probably not a strong recommend. You probably, it probably answers probably no. Because the thing is, like, I did enjoy. Probably the first two thirds of it. Okay. Um, but I think the last third, it I could definitely. I'm with you in the in the in that it didn't need to be three and a half hours. <laughs> Thank you. I That's know. All I, I wanted. I wanted to validate you on that I one. I, I definitely don't think it should have been right. Three hours. You there, need there's to some tell stuff. that story. There's three hours. There was just a lot of sequences where I'm like, are we building tension? Because I don't feel tension. Right. You know. And again, it's just it's, it's my take on it. I always look at myself as a Neanderthal. I'm like, I don't understand cinematic history. Um, but I'm sitting there, I'm just like, uh, like there's just, I don't know, there's just we- weird, the, the weird. The thing is, weird. There was just this weird interaction. I was like, is this supposed to be funny? Oh, interesting. Or is this supposed to mean something? So like, like totally. Just, just it was almost like a Tarantino scene where there's like this dialogue. I'm like, why is this dialogue happening? Like, right, what, right, right. What, what is, I, I'm like, this is, this has got to be code for something. Right. Like, these guys are talking in Guinea code or whatever they're doing. <laughs> And it just, it doesn't come to anything. And I'm you, like, oh, you want to order a pizza? You want extra oregano on it? Yeah. Yeah. The other day at work, uh, this lady goes, hey, uh, what do you think about that thing? I'm like, what thing? You're like, you know, that thing. I go, is there a mob thing happening right now? <laughs> like, you guys are talking about mobsters. Like, you take care of that thing? Yeah, I got there. I take. And they talk like that in this movie, which That thing I love. with the guy? Oh, yeah. Don't worry about that thing. I took care of that thing. It's yeah. like, uh, it's like, you know, people are saying, not me, but people are saying that they're concerned about this. Right. Well, people are saying, not me, of course, but people, very important people, are saying that you're a little out of line. And it's just like they're talking in that code right. where they're like, you know, we got to do something about this. And then there's this long stare where it's like, you better fucking kill this guy. Right. He, like, he kind of like gives a little nod, like, you know what I'm saying. Someone's right? going to get popped. Yeah. I was like, God, what a, how many innocent people died because of miscommunication? Shoot. We can't manage our own <laughs> offices. With emails, let alone <laughs> guys speaking in like vague Here's sort the thing. of like they probably had a better record of communication than most people via email did. And that's the thing is like because yeah. I hear him saying is like he said that. Yeah, how do you know? Because Tony said that he said that. He's like Tony said that he's. Oh Well, shit. that fucker's dead. Then I was like, dude, it was all. If Tony said he said that, then that fucker's gonna die. Then yeah. go get the fucking shovels. Right. We're putting them in the ground tonight, motherfucker. Right. Like. It's just, I'm like, God, word of mouth, and I was like, how? All well, it was. It's all. It's all built on that trust. That like that insular, like it's got to you. It's super tight knit. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, they they definitely 
like you see that in the, in the movie, which there's there's elements that I really enjoyed, and that was one of them. Where you're like, once you're in, like you're in, right? And you see like how how much you just don't betray that trust, right? You're not willing. What people are willing to do to protect that, right? Well, and the thing is, at the time too, like if you betrayed the trust and you were found out, the consequences were dire, oh, horrific, right? And so that's why there was a lot of there was a lot of reason to have your word mean something, yeah. And it's like, well, if so and so said it, he's got to mean it. Yeah. And if we find out otherwise, so and so's fucking dead. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it was there was a lot of really interesting things like that because also if you were in there with them and they took they took care of you. Oh like, sure, yeah. Like they it was like they made sure you were good. Like, right, you comfortable? You they, need they, anything? They, they yeah. pulled their strings to make sure you were successful. Yeah, and like it was it was fascinating. Like just to see there's that a sort small of stuff. part of me. I said that we were Beth and I were watching season three of Mrs. Maisel, and in this one she goes on tour, and one of the things she does a leg in uh, Vegas, mm-hmm. and it's 1959 Vegas, and so I lo- I was watching it, and they meet the the uh, at the uh, the hotel they go to, or the casino they're performing at. They meet the food and beverage director, mm-hmm. and there's a whole there's a whole sequence where they're like, it's the food. It's oh, this is so and so. He's the food and beverage director. She goes, why are you saying it like that? Why does he, you're making him sound really important. He's the food and beverage director. He goes, no, 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 no. He's the food and beverage director. Right. So he's responsible for ordering juice and shrimp cocktail? No, 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 no. The food and And she's like, I don't, you can keep saying the same words. I don't know what that means. But I, and then he came over. He's like, what do you guys need? This and this and this super mobster, you know. Yeah. And uh, he plays a role. You, you see a little bit more of him and it's a really great mm-hmm. bit that they do with him. But it made me turn to Beth. I pause it and I go, I wish nothing more than I wish I could have gone to Vegas in the late fifties, early sixties. Mm-hmm. I'm when the mob still ran it. I'm yeah. sure that town was like nowhere else on the planet, dude. That must have been so incredible. It must have been wild, right? Like, so like wild. again, if you're in or you're yeah. doing well or whatever, like holy shit, the amount of again, like like the movie Casino. Well, I was gonna say, I have yeah. you ever seen? I I, I want. It's just I saw like it that. Once yeah. and I haven't again, seen food it since. and beverage director. Well, I love that too because it's the end of the movie. It's like, and then the corporations took over, and you see like all these like fat tourists right. walking right. through doors. It's like then you couldn't make any fucking money. Right. These, these guys came and they they privatized it. They corporatized. You know, they what corporatized. Was, it. There was another movie. Oh, it was uh, Ocean's Eleven yeah. where they roll up and they get out and there's like, I was the mobster ran this fucking yeah. town. You know, <laughs> so yeah, like. It yeah. just had such that, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting, like how that stuff worked, and and I think that's also why I liked watching like Goodfellas. Yeah, because like just telling that story of like, yeah, what they were doing was bad. Right, it was not good, but the 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 power of the the family was oh, yeah. so important, and what they were willing to do, right, just to help each other out. Like it was crazy, well, you know, like how they could you just eating together, like going and hanging out, playing cards. Yeah. And it's like. You know, no one, because, you know, and I love how they explain it too. It's like, you know, mobsters were just people who couldn't go to the cops and they needed help. <laughs> right. You know, so they come to us. They and offer we protection. Care, and we took care of them. That was it. Them. Yeah. He's like, no, what you were under our protection, you yeah. pay. You know, fuck you, pay me. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you don't pay. Hey, you don't know protection. Yeah. From me. <laughs> exactly. There was uh, Bob, uh, again, Rob, who, who's been on here. He, he, I loved hearing the stories when he grew up because his grandfather is that's the Italian side of his 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 mom's dad uh that's the Italian side and very Italian yeah <laughs> very old Chicago Italian <laughs> uh and uh he used to tell these stories about when they would go to weddings and stuff his grandfather when he's little he goes I remember my grandfather p- pulling me over and he goes hey Bobby come here come here come here and his grandfather the I, he's one of my favorite people on this planet mm-hmm. and uh he is like just like 
at, we're, we're sitting for those in the podcast, sitting at like mahogany tables, dark like this, mm-hmm. silver, beautiful silver <laughs> hair, like old school, yeah. hardcore Italian. He go, Bobby, come here, come yeah. here. You see that table over there? <laughs> I want you to go over. I want you to introduce that. I'm Robert Ballmeyer. I'm uh, Giuseppe, what I can't remember is like, um, but is, you know, Antonio Giuseppe's son or a grandson. It's a, it's a pleasure to meet you. Giuseppe Johnson. Right. Yeah. It, it's because his grandfather's got the best Italian name too. Yeah. And he goes, they want you to tell me you're my grandson. I say, it's a pleasure to meet you. Shake all their hands and then just come back. And he would, and so he would send, he would send Bob around and to say hi to all these people. And they would, they would shake his hand. They would give him a kiss on the cheek and they would, and he's like, I never knew when I was a kid, what the fuck I was. It was just like, oh, it's my grandfather's friends. I'm going to say hi to because I come to find out later, these guys were connected. Yeah, right. <laughs> because and he was making sure I was good with them. Yeah. And I'm like, that's fucking awesome. Isn't that wild? That's so well, wild. It was like the wedding scene in Goodfellas, right? Yes. Like they go and have everyone yes. just comes and just piles in yes. money. They're like, hey, they, 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 you know, good luck with you right. on your new life. And at one point, she's like, the bag of money. He's like, oh, what? Yeah. She's like, it's just laying around. He's like, <laughs> no one's gonna touch that no here. It's, it's fine. fine. Yeah. He goes, <laughs> a, again, I keep going back to his stories, but he yeah. had another great story about when his parents got married uh-huh. and they ha- oh, they Jesus. they counted the money uh-huh. and his his uncle went to grab something off the the fridge to to bring down so they could put the money into and when he put his hands up he had, he had a piece on him oh, and shit. her dad was there or uh, sorry his dad was there Bob's dad and and he's the one marrying in and he's not from an Italian <laughs> family and he sees that and he went <gasps> <laughs> oh God! Like, what am I doing here? It's like this is serious. <laughs> but like serious again, shit. it was that fun where they—I mean, the money is like the money my parents got for their wedding was stupid. It's just <laughs> stupid. But I love. But it was yeah. all protected. Again, it was one of those things where they got it the wrong way. <laughs> but they used but you, it for the right reasons. for the right reasons. Protection, family. Well, it's just like, hey, we want you to start out nice. Here's a bunch of money. You need I love anything? That. You call me. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. There's something about that, that I think is romanticized, and it's it's beautiful. absolutely yeah. It's the same thing in uh, one of my favorite movies, um, uh, uh, Road to Perdition, with Tom. Okay, Hanks. yeah. You seen that movie? I have not actually, dude. So so good. It was on my list though because oh. they filmed in the Quad Cities. Yes, yeah, and I wanted to see that. And yeah, they, it takes place in Chicago as yeah. well. Like it's it's an amazing film, but again, it's like about the Irish mob. Sure. And it's same thing. Like you know, Tom Hanks' character, he plays a little bit of a darker character than you used to see sure, him play. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, he was kind of an orphan, and this mob boss essentially took him in and took him under his wing. So you know, Tom Hanks' character is like just severely loyal to him yeah, and will do whatever because this guy has essentially uh, allowed him to have a family and to be successful and like everyone's just like don't fuck with Mike Sullivan he's under this guy's protection right right he's he's basically some muscle you know for all this sort of stuff and it's it's such a really cool thing to see also the ties because in that movie um, you know I don't want to give anything away because it's, it's so good. But I definitely am going to see the movie. Yeah, yeah, there's just there's a situation where um, Paul Newman's son uh, did something wrong and they're like protecting him. And he's like, you know, I uh, I'm going to I'm going to, you know, I, I'm going to be the I'm the future of everything. And he's like, stop treating me like a piece of shit. He goes, the only reason why you're alive and under protection is because you're your father's son. <laughs> He's like, you fucked up big. Yeah. He goes, that's the only reason why we give a shit about you right now. He's basically, your dad's calling in a fucking favor. Right. So you should be thanking us. 
I don't care if you're bored. Go to your room. Otherwise, like, I'd sorry you'd be dead. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. It's just amazing. Like that sort of stuff. Yeah. Like, what, what, what they're willing to do to protect that. It's, it's, it's a world I don't know. And it's a world that I always, again, romanticizes a great word because when I was growing up and even today, I still feel like I'm like, ah, oh, man, it'd be awesome to just have a, uh, just a dip a toe in that world. Just to, just to know what was going on. And like, it, yeah. it's, but again, at the same time, don't fuck up. Is the the margin for error once you're in that world? That's the that's the opposite side of it. Is yeah. the margin for error is so so small. Well, it's so crazy because in almost all of those stories, what happens is like greed. Greed. Is, Absolutely, is, yeah. Is what happens? They get the people. better of you. Pride and greed. Yep. You know, Scarface, typical situation. You know, Tony Montana is on top of the world. He's got all this money, all this whatever, but he just refuse. He refuses. To give up on his lifestyle and everything like that. Goodfellas, you know, Robert De Niro's characters. Greedy, they pull off this heist. There's a bunch of dummies. He starts killing people off. And, you know, uh, American Gangsters, same thing. Like, people get to a seat of power and they don't realize uh, the restrictions. Right. And how dangerous. Because once you get that good, um, you know, people, they want to take what you have. Right. And in that world, they do it. Right. Absolutely. And that's what I always liked about American Gangster was just because what was so fascinating about that movie is uh, Denzel Washington's character... Um, goes and buys the heroin direct from Vietnam, and he has 100% pure heroin that he's able to get into the streets. He undercuts the competition, but it's yeah. so good, people only want his stuff. So he basically captures the market share. Yeah. And there's this amazing scene with, I can, for fun, some fucking reason, I cannot remember this actor's name. He's, he's, he's just like an awesome like Italian guy, and he's like sitting there going, he's like, Frank. Because he's basically, as the Italian mob, you know, Frank this Frank Lucas is essentially working on his own. He doesn't belong to a family or anything. Right. He's, he's, a, he's on a his own. Independent and he's, contractor. And he's, he's captured the market, and they're like, Frank, you know, you're out here. You have monopolies. Uh, they're un-American. <laughs> he's like, no one likes it because there's no competition. He's like, you know, you got, you got, you, these are the farms. You know, you're milking the cows, you know. But have you ever considered, uh, you, ever, you think about the dairy farmers? Are you looking out for them? And Denzel Washington looks at me and goes, I've, I'm looking out for them just about as much as they've ever looked out for me. <laughs> and he's like, and he's sitting there like he, but, and he's like, why don't we take this distribution? You know, let's go nationwide with, you know, it's like he just has all this power and he just made such an interesting, uh, this, what's, it, what's the name? Is it Kevin Corrigan? No. Look Cam- up. Campisi? Look up, uh, um, I think the easier way to do this would be... Oh, is it Ro- nope. Rossi? Joe? Nope. Keep nope. going. Keep okay. going to the left. Is there, is there anyone? He's, he's a bigger name actor. Oh, this is going to drive me nuts. Keep I mean, Josh Brolin? Nope. Keep Russell Crowe? Nope. That's it. All right. Look up Judge Dredd, the movie. Okay. The new one or the... <laughs> nope. The uh, the one from the 90s with Sylvester Stallone. Uh, original. <laughs> original. The bad one. <laughs> the bad one. Judge Dredd. The All bad right, one. what am I looking up? You're oh, looking it is. It's Armand Desante. There it he is. Plays Rico. Yeah. Yes, Armand Desante. This guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. The, yeah. The best. He was also okay. in Chicago Overcoat. <clears throat> uh, interesting note about that movie. Originally, they wanted Joe Pesci for the role in that movie. Oh, that. how wild would that have been? But at the time, Pesci was going through a divorce. And, oh, yeah. Uh, he's like, yeah. nah, I don't want to do it. <laughs> was he still acting at that time? Because he, he took time off, right? I th- he considered the role, but yeah. he was not... It didn't end up happening. I yeah. think the divorce was kind of occupying his time. That makes sense, yeah. Uh, but Armand Sante plays a wonderful role. But it's it's the same thing. Like I love how they talk about the idea of order among Italians. Absolutely, yeah. There's, he goes, if anything there's an to know about Italians, like there's always order. Right. Like you can't have that savagery. It's always order. Always order. Yeah. I uh, I as far as the Irishman goes, I um, 
I, I really want to watch it, but the the thing that's holding me back, I, honestly, is the time commitment. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know if I want to put in three and a half hours for this movie. And I know I could break it up into chunks, but it just, like, I think that's the other thing with long movies, to kind of just piggyback real quick off what we were talking about the other week, is it's it's so... It's it's just so hard to commit your time when there's so much else vying for your attention. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to commit three and a half fucking hours yeah. to a movie. Like I just I don't know. I almost think that's a disservice. I understand as an artist you want to get your story out, but I feel like that's a disservice. Like yeah. trim it, make it tight, make it a tight two, two yeah. and a half if you need. But yeah, you know this movie did not need to be three and a half hours. Yeah, I just, sure. it, it's just rough. But I would say if you're gonna watch it, don't be afraid to take a break. Now okay. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing for a movie. I would feel like it's probably a bad if you're like, you can take a break. Probably not. Yeah, probably not the best. I watched it in basically 20 to 30 minute chunks over a week as okay. I was commuting to and from work. Right. So um, that's essentially how I watched it and I was fine. Like, and I was able to take little bits and pieces. They're almost like little, like you said, it's like a little um, mini series. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Just watching it and it was, yeah. it was fine. One of the things I didn't like about this was some journalism. That came out where it was a headline. I don't know if you saw this. It was like uh, Anna Paquin only had seven lines in the movie. And I, didn't, it, I didn't see this, no. It was like uh, Anna Paquin only had seven lines in The Irishman and Robert De Niro was okay with that. That was the headline. I was like... Okay, that's an odd headline. I was like... Okay. Robert De Niro didn't write or direct this movie. He just... Acted. In I don't know. That's that, that's. A, I I understand the sentiment. I understand what they're going for. It just feels like an like, I unless Robert De Niro came out and said I don't give a shit. Like unless he, like hardcore railed against it. Yeah. I, why I just don't understand singling him out. Like talk to Scorsese then. Like why not Scorsese was okay with it. Scorsese only wrote for like. I just that, that seems odd to me. I don't. If you watch the movie, it makes sense. Okay. Like. It makes sense, like, why she wouldn't talk much. Okay. Her character, even when she was a child, doesn't talk much. She doesn't... I'm not a fan of Anna Paquin, but... She had she, laryngitis her whole life. But I'm not a fan of Anna Paquin, but I thought she did a pretty incredible job for not talking much in okay. the movie. Like, she just had yeah. this, like... She would look... She plays uh, De Niro's daughter okay. in the movie. And <clears throat> she just... She, like, will cast these looks at him, and it's just... it's. If anything, I give her credit. She says so much more... With her, without using her words. Yeah. And it, it was way more powerful in that, to me. And I think, I, it was also kind of in my mind, too. It, it's just, it was such, it seemed like such a shitty, clickbaity title. For yeah. Because I think Anna Paquin even said that she was thrilled to be in the movie. Like, it was such a great experience and sure. everything like that. And it's like, so many people don't, De Niro doesn't have control over how many lines she has or what makes it into a movie or what gets cut. Right. He has no, right. Maybe she had a lot of lines and they're like, wait, we have a better idea. Let's not, ha- let's, let's actually make it more of a, she just, she's always like there, she's there gazing and like she, cause the whole point of her character, is she doesn't trust her dad. All right. I'm going to have to give it a watch. I'm going to have to see this. Don't be afraid to... I would like for you to watch it because there's just one scene I want to talk to you about in particular. Okay. That I want to break down with you and be like, I want to get your opinion. Okay. Because I feel like I'm too dumb and I miss something. I'm going to have to... All right. I'm going to watch this in... uh, I'm going to see if I can... I'm going to see if I can knock this out in three chunks. Okay. I'm going to do an hour at a time and then... Just remember, there's there's 12 minutes of credits, so just know that. And there's no end credit sequence, Okay. Oh, good. I don't have to watch past that. No. Good. Uh, so if it's 12 minutes. would be minutes- hilarious? Because <laughs> you know, Scorsese, 
I didn't bring this up when he said it, but you know, he said the Marvel films weren't cinema. Oh yeah, which absolutely. I'm like, yeah. whatever, say what you want. I, right. It's no big deal. Yeah. Like it's fine. I, I was like, eh, he can say whatever he wants. Sure, it's fine. It's his opinion. But I think it'd be funny if he was like, let's put an end credit sequence in. This. But guys, this Just really like sells. Marvel. This sells. <laughs> um, guys, let me tell you, it sells. We're gonna do this, okay? All right, hold on. Um, all right, hold on. Here we go. Uh, uh, yeah. So I'm gonna see if I can do it in three three chunks. We, we get it out of the way. Um, I, I will watch it and we'll uh, we'll talk to you about it. I promise nice. that. I absolutely promise. Um, I just gotta figure out what I'm gonna do in between the chunks. I might. You know what they say? What's that? Sloth love chunk. They do say that a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, I tell you what, I'm gonna write my own screenplay. Okay. I'm gonna I like write it. my I'm gonna write my own screenplay, and I'm gonna make this. I'm gonna make it a four hour epic. I'm gonna mm. do Martin Scorsese a half hour better. Oh. I'll make it a four hour epic. Nice. And I think the plot's gonna be something around. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna have it's gotta have action. It's gotta have fighting and death. Maybe a murder. Maybe well, not a murder. Maybe just a killing, mm-hmm. right? Because it's it's uh, the two people. Okay, so the two people, the guy who gets murdered, or the person who gets murdered. It's 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 not a murder because he was willfully engaged in this battle. Are you liking what I'm going with this so I far? Do. Okay, so he's willfully engaged in this battle, and 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 they're just they're going. It's it's. Oh wait wait wait. The title. It's coming to me. The title. It's coming. It's okay. it's the Zack Snyder Justice League cut. Yes. <laughs> Aka the throwdown. Colon throwdown. Throwdown. <laughs> Love it. Uh, we're gonna take this back into the second thing we talked about, and I'm gonna have Elsa. Oh. In this week's. Throwdown. I love it. Let's talk about it. So this week. We're going to fight ice with ice. Okay. And it's Elsa versus Sub-Zero. I think Sub-Zero's fucked. Like, hands down. Really? I don't think Like, Sub- Elsa just makes, like, a ice dildo and just and fucks him. rails him. Well, here's the thing. Here's what I know about Sub-Zero, all right? Tell me. From He's the, an orphan. From the movie. Right. And from the video games <laughs> sure. that I played. Um, now, I've only played through Mortal Kombat 2, so that's what I'm basing this on. Really? I don't know what happens beyond that. I don't know if there's a storyline. Oh, humongous, or, yeah. His arc is amazing. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Um, so he can shoot blasts of ice. Correct. Right? But the level with which Elsa can control the environment, I think, puts him at a severe, okay. severe disadvantage. Okay. And, and he, this is also to say, because like, he can, like... You know, fire ice that's like you know, uh, you know, has sharp edges and points. So it's not like they're just blasting cold at each other. It's like who right. gets cold first loses. Right, right, right. So like they can create weapons right. from what they do. Plus he's got he's he's a he's a trained ninja assassin. He's got skills. He is, but he has to close the distance. Is what I'm saying. So if this is a straight up, we're in an arena and we're fighting. Nah. So, but why? How? How? Why does she not have to close the distance? Because she. She froze an entire kingdom because she was scared. Okay. Meaning it was a permanent winter. Right. She created a blizzard just because of how she felt. Okay. Where people couldn't see anything. Froze the fjord. Yep. The fjord. The fjord. Um, she um, has also tamed other elemental spirits. She tamed the wind. She tamed fire. Is this in two? Earth. Water. Okay, I haven't seen two, so I can't... Wait, she tamed fire? She tamed fire. Man, right? I don't buy it. You know what I mean? So she has... Sounds like a, sounds like a story. Basically, anything she could think... She could create an army 
of 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 golems to fight for her. Oh, but they're made out of snow. <laughs> <laughs> they are, and you can't hurt snow, Justin. Not with ice. <laughs> All right. Olaf has proven proven that. He's proven it. He's gotten stabbed He's through the heart with provolone it. in it. Yeah, I I think just her sheer. Anything, the, the ways that she can conjure her magic is just based on her imagination. She's almost like Green Lantern. Okay. Yeah. She can just think it. Completely and then, CG'd. Whoop, and then, like, whatever comes out, she just out of nowhere wanted Anna to go away. So she, like, created a canoe out of ice and was like, go away. And she, like, wished away. Like, she can do whatever she thinks of. I mean, she could just absolutely obliterate Sub-Zero. Not to say that. Now, here's what I will say about Sub-Zero. If he was contracted to kill her, <laughs> and she didn't know he was coming, All right. he would probably kill her. Ninja style. Without a doubt. Okay. Because she doesn't live in a world where there are assassins. <laughs> that's, a fa- <laughs> that's a fair point. I have no doubt he could easily be waiting for her somewhere and just slit her throat. Just like, he wouldn't even need <laughs> to use yeah. ice. He would just like close the distance and it's like, Snap adios. Done. Yeah. There you go. Done. Game over. Um, the one thing I will say is that environmentally, I disagree with you because Sub-Zero is Sub-Zero. He is he, like ice weather. Like, it, none of that effect. Whereas other people are like, it's so cold and my water supply is frozen. He, he controls ice and water and elements in a, in a sense as well. So I don't think elementally, I don't think that it's, uh, I don't think that she has an advantage over him necessarily. Like if she put a deep freeze down, I think he'd be fine. No, I was just kind of t- discussing the, uh, the, the breadth of her powers because she's the same way. Yeah. According to the song, the cold never bothered her anyway. That's true. So she has no problem being in the cold. So they're equal in that regard as far right. as like cold effects. Right. But the sheer magnitude of, of her, she, of, of her of abilities, what she can do, and for like the distance in which she could do it, like, I guess that's the other thing too, because Sub Zero, like, I don't think he necessarily has to close the distance, but he does have to be within, I would say, I medium, don't know what, we'll, maybe we'll say, thirty feet. We'll say medium range. Sure, medium you know? range. Yes, because yeah. he's in the in the video games. He's got one where he shoots ice straight up, mm-hmm. and it comes down on people. Mm-hmm. He's he's able to, you know, he he has teleported or made ice uh, replicas of himself. He's done. I think in one fatality, he actually does conjure some sort of a weather pattern or something. A, a flurry. Cold, he has a cold front move through. Well, I mean, Elsa built a castle but, out of ice. But I will give you that in regards that he can control moisture and ice. I she is she's got magic. She she's a god it. with the small g. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the thing with him is like is is his power contingent contingent on there being moisture? But there's always moisture in the air. Yeah, unless there's fire. We learned that from Incredibles. Yes. Okay. So. <laughs> Frozo. Sorry. We're we're pulling too many people into. Yeah, this. I know. Uh, but yeah. But, but yeah. I agree. Yes. Like I think whereas whereas he is super powerful, the fact that hers is rooted in magic, like hardcore magic, and the fact that she's created life, I will give you that. Yeah. Uh, I do. I do feel like Elsa. And in fairness, uh, I was Team Elsa from the beginning. Oh, I know. I just wanted to see if we could and make I an argument that, for Sub-Zero. Because I don't know, yeah. like I said, that much about him. Other than like yeah. he shoots ice balls and he, he can uppercut right. relatively well. Like, that's all I know. Yeah. You know, like, that's all I know. And I'm like, yeah. ah, I mean, cool. You can manipulate the ice around you. I was like, now, what we should have done is we should have done her for someone, someone who's got control over fire. And now he can counteract. But we will save that. Yeah. Right now, Elsa versus Sub-Zero. Elsa. Elsa for the win! Easy win. Easy win. Easy win. Unless he's been contracted to kill her, in which case she's fucked. 100%. Yeah. 
All right. Justy Balls. Yeah, that's me. What, what have you got to promote this week? Hey, boy. Uh, Marvelous Maisel Season 3. It is a delight so far, and uh, I don't know how Amy Sherman Palladino, uh, <laughs> like, the amount of dialogue she crams in is exhausting in a great way. So my thing was, we got two more episodes left in the season, and I, the only thing I could think of is, she's got to write a Season 4. <laughs> that's tiring. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much dialogue. So kudos Kudos to her and everyone that works on that show. Uh, the one thing I will say is that uh, in an interview they were talking about how, because they asked how much how much improv is is done, and they're like, oh, we're not allowed to improv. Oh shit! And they were like, everything you hear is carefully wow. choreographed because they do long shots mm-hmm. where it's just long tracking shots. So if you don't come to set knowing your lines inside and out, you fucked the day because you have to, if they do a two minute tracking scene through the apartment and through a club and down an elevator and back up and whatever, you've got to start back at one because there's no cuts. And so everyone comes like ready to play. And it's so like that in and of itself, the show's really fucking great. And this season they're making some interesting, more artistic choices where there's a lot of really cool emotional moments and some really, the end of, uh, I can't remember what episode it was, but Lenny Bruce, who's a real a real comedian, they've yeah. got a guy playing him who masterfully plays him. He's mm-hmm. so good. And he and, and Midge, uh, the, the main character, go on a date and at the end of one episode. And uh, the ending of, that, the, their entire date and the ending of that episode, it's just from a cin- cinematic standpoint, it's fucking awesome. I just love it. Great deep throat scene. Just like, I didn't it tonally the Ghostbusters theme didn't work but somehow it fit but somehow I was like this is what I'm looking for so I I highly recommend uh, season three Uh, very very much recommended cool yeah Um, I'm late to the game on this but uh, I recommend uh, it chapter two Oh, I still need to see it. Um, I, it kind of got like kind of lukewarm reviews, but I enjoyed it. Okay. I thought it was, I yeah. just, I bought it. I didn't even, I was like, I'm owning this. Done. For sure. Yep. And I really enjoyed it. I thought they took some great creative liberties with the book um, and it was fun. This, this one is a little scarier okay. than the first one, uh, but I thought they cast it perfectly. Like for these adults uh, to be like with their child counterparts. And the I watched some of the extras Finn Wolfhard said Bill Hader should play me. Really? And Bill Hader tells the story. He's like, hey, uh, you know that uh, this kid from uh, Stranger Things, you know, Finn. Yeah. He really wants you. He thinks you'd be a great fit for uh, this role in It, too. He's like, oh, that's cool. And then he gets a call from his agent. He's like, hey, uh, you heard of this kid, uh, Finn, from Stranger Things? He's like, yeah. He's like, he really wants you to play his adult character and it too he's like oh that's kind of weird someone actually just told me that and then he gets like someone else like a director goes hey oh is the director of the movie he goes uh he does some norwegian accent so yeah. i'm gonna do it like a uh you know finn from stranger things he goes yes i know who this is <laughs> he's getting annoyed at it it was funny because he goes do people get cast this way is this a normal thing <laughs> because they actually asked the younger characters like young kids are like who do you think do you have any input? That's actually kind of a cool way to go about yeah. it. Yeah. That's really cool. Which was really cool. Yeah. So, um, but the casting was just across the board fantastic. Yeah. They were great. Very well acted. It was super fun. Awesome. So, I, I thought it was really good. So, I, I recommend that movie. So. I also love that Bill Hader's getting to a point in his career where he's past the audition phase. Yeah. And it's like. God, that's got to feel good. And it's just like, hey, you were recommended for this role. Do you want it? Yeah. 
Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. That's like that's fucking good. awesome. Uh, I, uh, real quick, also thank you for smoking. I I've okay. been wanting to see this for years. It came out in '05. Mm-hmm. Uh, I finally got around to watching it. Uh, it's really good. And I realized I like Jason Ritman, who is doing Ghostbusters. Yes, it's he's Ivan Ritman's uh, son who did the original Ghostbusters. Ivan. Um, but I didn't realize the the movies that he had done up in the air, which I love that movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tully, the front runner, he mm-hmm. he's done a but Juno. Uh, I, I very much so. Just j- check out Jason Ritman. There you go. <laughs> Any of his movies. There you go. Yeah. Also, be sure to check out Mind Gap on all your social medias. I almost did your bit again. Uh, <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I thought you were going to go all the social medias. You fucks. Yeah, fucks. Uh, at Mind Gap Podcast. Also, check us out on YouTube for all of our video content there, and come hang out with us on Twitch Tuesday nights at six thirty p.m. Central Time. Uh, that's when we record. Come hang out with us. Chat with us. Be a part of the show. We'd love to have you here. The live streams are going to be a little bit more irregular over the next couple of weeks, so just keep an yeah. eye on our social medias. Yeah, check out the social yeah. medias. We might be doing it in a couple of days. Was that Mickey? I don't know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> uh, Justin also lives online, too. That's right. Zero and ones. <laughs> on Instagram and Twitter, at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. Uh, check me out on there. Follow me and... Uh, Look at my stupid escapades. And then while you're in the online realm, uh, Apple Podcasts, right? Stitcher. Yeah. And there's another Spotify. one. Spotify. And uh, Google Podcasts, really wherever podcasts are found to listen to. And then uh, share us around, like us, subscribe, rate, review, all those good things. Sharing is the big one, as we say every week. And then 2east8th.com slash mindgap and 2east8th.com in general. Uh, just keep an eye. We got some, like I keep saying, we got some fun thing. End of the year is when we're hoping to have a lot of our projects wrapping up. And we'll be announcing some premieres and other things like that. So. Sounds like a good, strong end of the fourth quarter. We're going to have some good profitability, some good revenues. Absolutely. We really want to set some goals for 2020. Round heading, out the year strong. Be, be in into, the black. Heading, you know? into, heading into quarter one. So yeah. we set some thematic goals for the year. You fucks have a great week. We'll see you next time. Mind Gap Podcast. <laughs>